battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Welcome back to another episode of the show, everybody. I appreciate you tuning in. My guest this week is Kellen Smith. I tried to interview Kellen a few weeks ago, but I made a bit of a technical goof, and I ended up only recording my side of the conversation, so it was just dead air on the other end. So I re-recorded it, and I think it actually came out a little bit better this time. Uh, we talk about a lot of different subjects, so it's really not just kind of focused on on one thing. It's We kind of bounce all over the place with it. But um, it's a nice conversation. Kellen is definitely a charmer, so it was fun chatting with him. Uh, we talk a little bit about uh, DIY projects in the Shaw. Kellen does a lot of his own display work. Um, and then we kind of start talking about the, the modern industry and you know where we fit in it and, and how we kind of got to where we, we are now. We talk about um, where some of maybe the modern trends for body piercing are coming from. And uh, then we talk about, um, you know, piercers knowing their their strengths and how to find their own individual style. And, um, you, you know, again, we talk a lot about the difference generationally between piercers that have a, a few years of experience and, you know, those who have been at it a little bit longer and, you know, kind of noticing uh, trends of, you know, starting off with someone else's style or kind of starting off with the popular style, things that are really hot on Instagram or something and then kind of developing your own personal style and personal flair and we kind of talk about our, our different opinions on you know whether that's good or bad or interesting or how things might change in the future. A uh, little bit of information about uh, my, my various wares. Uh, I've got that class Sunday November 4th in Hamilton, Ontario. Um, registration is open for that so you can go ahead and shoot me a message via precisionbodyarts.com slash seminars. You can read all the uh, venue info if you're going to be traveling in it's pretty close to the Toronto area I'm hoping to get a, a good amount of Ontario piercers in but it will be close enough to the US border that if you're somewhere around that like Buffalo uh, kind of area you should be able to get to the class too uh, if if you're interested so uh, the more the merrier you know I, I love packing those classrooms so uh, go ahead and check out the website again precisionbodyarts.com slash seminars or you can search body art education by Ryan Willette on Facebook I made a separate little Facebook page for my seminars on there uh, I've also got my t-shirts. Uh, go ahead and grab one of those, uh, precisionbodyarts.com, and just click on the, the shop button. I've got my uh, Don't External Thread on Me shirts, the Defend shirt. Um, not much left for the Piercing Wizard shirts. I think there's a handful of them left in a couple of mixed sizes, maybe one or two of the Spock shirts left, and then those are pretty much going to be done, and I'm going to retire those designs. I, I might make a, a Piercing Wizard podcast-specific shirt but i don't really have a good idea so you know if you're someone out there uh, listening to the show and uh you know you're fancy with the artistry you know if you want to maybe help me out uh, designing a shirt uh, I, i'd love maybe some submissions um you know i think i'd like to probably get in that uh stay sharp tagline somewhere on there but other than that i don't really have anything specific that i wanted to do so um if you feel like uh contributing some some art to it uh feel free to put something together and send it to me at ryanpba at gmail.com or, or reach out to me on facebook but uh let's get into this week's interview with kellen smith and i'll be back at the end hi my name is kellen smith i pierce at the powers that be body piercing in vancouver washington 
I also own it. We opened it about uh, coming up on a year ago. Um, if you want to find us on the interweb, it is thepowersthatbe.me, M-E. And then if you want to find us on the Instagram, it is thepowersthatbepiercing. If you want to find me on Instagram, it's Kellen Smith Works, And that would be me across the board for any other social media I have. Kellen Smith Works. And your dinner tonight was power broccoli, <sighs> sort of. Yeah, I had two pieces of broccoli and two one-inch squares of pre-cooked uh, veggie patty. Do you do you feel like you're uh, at a certain point in a piercing career you become the master of the two-minute meal? Um, I did make some banging burritos um, a week ago in nine minutes before heading to work because. I work with my wife. Um, it's me and her versus the world, and uh, it was one of those days where we, since we're a new shop, so like we don't eat out much, so we're meal prep, meal prep, and it was one of those days where we're like, we're not going to eat today unless we have nine minutes. I can whip up really awesome bean burritos, and you do this, I do this. So yeah, we can not two minute meals, but nine minutes, I can kill it. I uh, I got really good at like kind of figuring out, okay, I have exactly this much time, this is the meal that I'm capable of getting, like on this sliding scale of like five minutes to 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I've got that box of like emergency granola bars in the office for when you have those days where like you, mm -hmm. you tried to have lunch at two o'clock and then like six or seven o'clock rolls around and it's just ice cold and then you just kind of have to like deal with it. Oh my God, yeah. We don't have a microwave at the house, but we have one at the shop because that's life. Right. And um, so many times I've left the shop, I'm like, oh, my God, I left food in the microwave that I heated up at 1 o'clock and never got to eat. <laughs> so, And now it's going to be you know, a puddle of mush tomorrow. So. Uh, do you also have that thing where like, you know, it, it doesn't seem unusual at all to have dinner at like 10 o'clock at night? Dude, my dinners are usually at midnight because since we're vegetarian, we cook at, pretty much we cook everything. Yeah. So it's get home and then start cooking. And we don't – I don't know. We're like long-term vegetarian, like over 20 years. So like, it's a meal. It's not like, it's not usually the veggie burger squares and stuff like that. So, it's usually a full cooked out, you know, chopped up vegetables, roast stuff, make it. That's yeah. Fantastic. So midnight, midnight, you know. That's and then it sucks because then you're like, I want to digest my food, so I guess I'll stay up till two. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I, I tried know. to do that, and then it started started turning into this whole like you know, oh, it's perfectly acceptable to eat an entire pizza at, at ten o'clock and then go to bed at eleven o'clock. Oh goodness, man! But then you wake up and you're still fucking bloated and full from that pizza, you know? <laughs> America. <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, we're redoing the episode this time. I'm in the same boat as last time. Last time I boogied home from work, grabbed a take and bake pizza on the way home threw it in the oven so it should be ready in probably 10 minutes but uh last time it was ready 10 minutes before we did the interview but you know i didn't want to burn the roof of my mouth so i cut a couple slices threw it in the freezer and then <laughs> it made it really good actually it was like cold on the outside really warm in the inside when uh, when your pizza's done you should take a moment and get it and we can uh we can eat pizza and talk sweet hell yeah that way i didn't know if that'd be rude yeah <laughs> Not be rude. just don't crunch too loud or i'll have to edit it out yeah, as you hear my lighter flick like 20 times during the episode as I chain smoke. That's okay. Uh, well, yeah. aside from the whole chain smoking thing, you should quit smoking. Um, Dude, I right. hate smoking. So, Shout out to everybody. Quit smoking. Do it. Uh, Rick said so. Um, as far as oh. some of the stuff we well, – okay, let me let me take it back a couple seconds. Uh, maybe like two weeks ago, we had a really nice like maybe hour-long conversation and 
you know, we both went back and forth on scheduling and, and talking about what we wanted to, to cover in the episode and all these things, recorded it, and then I went back to uh, listen to it to uh, put it into an episode, and it was just me talking and then dead silence where you were supposed to be because I had a new program and uh, I forgot to click one of the settings, so... Uh, I had to kind of track you down again and reschedule a time to talk with you again, and hopefully we're going to try to recapture some of that magic. Yeah. Last time, just so everyone knows, we found the answers to life. We found God. We're new people, but we'll try and do that again. We figured it all out. Yeah. Then we forgot it all. <laughs> I mean, in the meantime, jewelry orders. I don't know if you got an email today from Neo Metal. Uh, no. Was five, to si- five to six weeks. Five to six weeks? That's ridiculous. Oh! It's it's a little rough when you like I'm a planner so like we do weekly orders um, and we don't run out of anything at our shop because of that it's because of the infinite days but so we don't <laughs> run out of anything but now that I'd been planning for two to three months now all my orders that would be two to three months have come in in one month you know right so that's a different kind of issue for a new shop with uh you know I don't have eight grand today <laughs> good good point yeah I was just thinking about it like I remember. Uh, a couple of weeks ago when Anatometal sent out that notice saying that they were going to have to raise their prices, um, I put in what I would consider a very large order for myself, which was probably like an 8000 or $9,000 single order. And yeah. now I'm thinking about it, and I was like, well, you know, wait times are out to like 15, 16 weeks, so that's probably going to be like November before it comes in. And then I was thinking like, oh, well, at least it'll be Christmas season. Hopefully I can sell some of that jewelry. Yeah, exactly. That's the truth. So like I'm the same way with another one of the companies. I don't know if we're in- – trying to not say companies' names, but um, starts with a B, ends with an A, and they have gold stuff. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like, we've been planning out, you know, like, I put in, like, with them, I do, like, bi-weekly orders on their stuff, and I do a lot of uh, gold from another company that makes a lot of awesome titanium jewelry, who's in Santa Cruz. Um, starts with an A, ends with a L. Ends um, with a natural metal. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a dinosaur, but it's not. Um so, yeah, the same kind of thing is with, uh, with the first company I mentioned. So, you know, we have a portal. We can see how things are getting made. I space things out so they come in spaced out so I can pay it a certain way. And also so I have new stuff so that clients are looking at the same old stuff, you know, because if it's new to them, that's awesome. Um, but I've noticed that, like, you know, six orders, and I'm not down on it, six orders all have the same projected time of coming through, Oof. even though they were made over a month and a half span of time so again new shop dropping 10 grand when i thought i'd be doing two grand then two grand then two grand right pretty fucking rough but at the same time hey it will be the holidays and uh hopefully hopefully that stuff goes but then i'll be in the same boat (laughs) uh so what's what's the situation you're in as far as your um display quantities you know like so if you're gonna have um, you know, these $2,000 orders that are coming in every couple of weeks, when I would imagine you're also selling a certain amount of jewelry within those couple of weeks, do you have your jewelry displays set up to accept a certain quantity of jewelry and then you always have new stuff coming in and old stuff going out? What happens when you get a flood? Do you feel like you want to expand your displays or do you feel like you want to hold some of it back and then put new stock out as pieces sell? Um, we... We're, I'm handy. I'm really handy. Something you don't know about me, but I'm fucking super handy. So um, we have banging displays that we made ourselves, and I make them whenever. Um, I made one yesterday just because I was like, hey, this should look a little different. I made a whole new display out of like black walnut. It's fucking beautiful. A drill press, man. And you just, 
So we'll change displays as things sell. Well, that display looks a little empty. Cool. I'll have Jennifer, my wife, um, hey, pick what you would want things to look like. I go right into the back with a drill press. Bump, 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 bump. We've got, you know, a clicker for your septum, three pieces for your ear that all go together, and we'll make a new display. I mean, it's $1,200 worth of jewelry right there. Might as well have a display, you know? So, man, I have so many backstock displays, and I'll just typically just make a new one for whenever the hell I feel like it. That's, um, that's baller. You're, just, you're like making it rain, but just like jewelry displays, just blocks of wood <laughs> flying everywhere. I'm making it rain splinters, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's amazing. And I definitely, I was thinking last time after we talked, I could we could do a whole talk sometime about uh, DIY for your shop because, man, we I did so much for this shop. And, and I do that. That's just my life. And for most of my life, a lot of the stuff can be a little bit ghetto. But for the shop, I, I can definitely polish up turds and make them look, you know. I saw Holy Mountain. I know how to make shit look like gold. Well, I mean, let's talk about it a little bit because I've I've gone through different generations of it. You know, with my my first shop, it was like a little hole in the wall place, and literally I couldn't afford to pay anybody to do anything. So it was like my dad would come in on closed days, and he would help me, you know, do part of the floor or or you know put up a new retaining wall or do this and that, whatever. Second shop, you know, I did a fair amount myself, but you know, I I had a, another fair chunk of it done by professionals, and then with my latest shop. You know, I, I really just, I, you know, I, I had the, the loan, you know, so I just kind of said, sky's the limit, you know, I want professionals to do it so it looks a little bit more professional because I can, like, whip something together and I can make it look presentable, but I can't really do, like, fine finish work, you know? Um, right. So how handy how handy are you? Like, you know, do you do everything and, and are you satisfied with it? If you had an unlimited budget, do you feel like you'd still do a lot of DIY? I would definitely do the displays because of the fact that you can do them on the fly and have that evolve with the jewelry inventory you have. Almost most everything else I would pay someone else because you have to look at your time versus the money you could make being a piercer, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's like one of those things where it's fun to be handy and it's fun to do these things. And my hobbies over the years have taught me a whole bunch of skills like welding and and I'm I'm not scared to try new things, you know? I'd rather try something and fail and then, you know, pay someone if it's not going to cost me too much. Otherwise, I would so much rather buy the equipment to make things and then make things because I, I just like hobbies and stuff, and I like building stuff. It's things that you can, you're done with it, it's there. I'm going to be gone at some point in life, and there's maybe little things that I'll leave behind that other people can appreciate, or I don't know, even just little small stuff. So I like making things because you're creating things, and they're still there, and they're their own thing without you. Whereas, you know, conversations, they're over when you're done talking, um, exercise is just your body. It's going to die with you. You know, I mean, an exercise is great. Go for it. Everybody wants to look like Mateo and I do too. But, um, but yeah, you know, I liked making little things. And so paying people, we, we had a budget when we started, I felt like I had a really good amount of money to start with, um, opening the shop. And so I started paying a contractor and then I realized this contractor, does he's in my boat you know i don't think he's ever built a door frame before um okay. he's definitely never he's definitely never taken carpet off a concrete floor and then tried to scrape it down to polished concrete so after 24 hours of watching him try and do it and telling me it's not possible i'm like all right well i'm not paying you anymore and i'll just go rent the machine and now i'm polishing concrete and then um you know other things like i like this poured we were doing the concrete theme i like the poured concrete countertops and stuff well, again, should I pay a contractor who would do his first one? Or I know how to mix concrete, and I can build a frame for it. And so we built, you know, we did that stuff. I did some of the plumbing. 
definitely did the displays, revamped all the cases. The grand scheme of it was to build cases from scratch, which we'll probably do um, this winter. But in the meantime, we just got shitty cases and uh, recovered them, did shiplap and stuff like that, redid the inside, redid the lighting and stuff. So, But again, like I'd never done lighting. I've, uh, <laughs> I've definitely rigged some... Uh, some fuse boxes for garage needs over the years for like welding and put 220 in and had no idea what I was doing and luckily didn't zap myself. But, <laughs> but you know, you can ask questions. I'm definitely not, I'm never scared to ask questions nowadays, you know, and if it's, uh, if it's out of my range or if I have the time, if I have the money, but not the time, I'm totally going to pay somebody, but it definitely helps new shop, you know, cut the corners that you can as long as they don't look cheap or, you know, shitty or anything like that. So, right. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think at this point it's just I'm I'm stretched in so many different directions that it's like, ugh, you know, I'll just I'll pay somebody and I'll just take the uh, the tax deduction. Yeah, exactly. Totally fucking worth it. For us, we're like, um, I've got a really big facility, and um, I don't know, you know, winter's coming. Ah. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> That's very dramatic. So winter's coming. You know, winter's coming. It's our we we were open last winter. We opened on the solstice, so. We opened on the solstice hoping that it's the darkest day of the year and everything should get brighter from there. But, uh, yeah, we opened the week of Christmas and New Year's and knew it was going to be slow that week because people didn't know who the fuck we were. And then, you know, started with the first winter, which ended up being one of those good things that I didn't know, you know, because it's slow. But I'd rather grow those customers for the second week winter that, like, maybe we have solid customers rather than open in summer and, oh, the shop's doing great. But it's summer and everybody's, you know, taking their clothes off and wants to show off their, you know, their shiny bodies and stuff. Right. And then and then have the first winter hit and be like, oh, my God, we're poor. So. So but I, how were those first customers that that trickled through the door? You know, like, was it, you know, they <laughs> they heard reputation, they heard something on social media or did they just kind of like walk through the door and be like, what's this place? <clears throat> um, there are some walk bys. Um, I knew. So I had this feeling I was like. I don't know. I like to, I don't know what the word would be, but I, if it was an analogy, I'm that person who stockpiles for winter, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm not starving in winter. Like I've been poor for a long time, started making money when I went to infinite, something that's solid so I can rely on it, but I still lived like I was poor. So I, that's all the money I stockpiled all that money. And that's what I opened the shop with. So, um, winter, I was like, Hey, we're opening Maybe we do some stuff the first day. Maybe we don't do anything the whole first week, which would be a bummer, but let me get prepared for that so I'm not sad if that happens, you know, because it's totally practical. Um, we didn't do much of a, hey, we're going to be opening. It was more of, hey, we're opening tomorrow. We're a new shop in Vancouver. Come check us out. That's exactly what we did. And um, so there wasn't a lot of headway beforehand. And, uh, so it's basically people walking by. There's some people who live in the area. Um, and our first piercing was a person who walked by, and it was a septum. And, uh, Did yeah, it come it out was straight, awesome. though? Dude, it fucking came out straight, and I was so stoked. Because <laughs> at the same time, you know, I was I spent um, pretty much more than a year trying to get a spot. And most of that year we opened, which was last year, 2017, doing the shop and getting it ready to go and stuff. So the only piercing I was doing was at guest spots in Supernatural at Supernatural in Kansas City, which was perfect because I'd go there for like a month and that place is busy and 
amazing in general. So I'd go there and I'd get to do just like Infinite, except for a little bit more casually. I'd do the full mix of piercings, you know, every day. I'd probably do a genital piercing. I'd definitely do a septum, a lip, nostrils, ear stuff, and definitely some nipples, you know? So it kept me fresh, but just like everything, you know, like you're really good at something if you do it all the time, you know, good, just like skateboarding, like a kid who's doing kickflips every day is definitely going to do better than, than even if he's 10 years old, he's going to do a better kickflip than I can do because I haven't done one in 20 years, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so that was lucky. But so having the first piercing come through, I'm like, it's probably going to be a septum. It's probably going to be a septum. Watch, I'm going to flop. It turned out great. And I love that person because of it. Her name was Becca, and yeah, I'm so stoked. Well, it's awesome <laughs> that you got uh, you got off on the right foot there. Yeah, luckily, but God, you know, it's a 50-50 chance of that. And the last, I hadn't done a um, guest spot in probably two months before opening the shop. So, you know, I hadn't done any piercings in two months, which is a f really long time for us, you know. So, so when it comes to... Um clients that are getting a little bit of everything you know if you said you're doing a, a diverse amount of, of piercings every day like where do you where do you feel like those clients are falling in love with body piercing because i i think i'm kind of stuck in a bubble right now where the only piercing i see is through my lens of like you know app stuff you know looking at instagram and looking at facebook and the same 50 piercers posting day after day and like i know their personal styles and it's like gold gold and gold but like yeah. where where are the clients out there falling in love with you know circular barbells and and the stuff that's not shiny and, and covered in gemstones you know is it fashion is it music is it just you know being out in the wild like I know that there's this flip side to the coin you know there's this app side where you know everybody's got you know their head dipped in gold and and you know this and that and it's the same kind of style that everybody's wearing like there's a very like piercer style. But, like, where is, like, diverse piercing style coming from these days, do you think? It is coming from goddamn instincts, which is amazing. So that's where – Kansas City is an amazing place, and that shop's supernatural. I'm just going to say it again. That fucking place rules. Um, Clay uh, Wanstroth owns it and opened it, and it's awesome. And he's just a down-to-earth human. He's not covered in gold. He's He looks like a fucking modern-day warrior, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, – he is calm, collected, and they have a beautiful shop that, like, they're open to talk to you about anything. Like, people, I feel like, feel really comfortable. Kind of like Philly, which is funny because it's not Philly at all. But they're they're not scared to talk about their click, you know? I need a click piercing, you know? <laughs> or, you know, I want this piercing. They pull down their shirt. You know, it's not that crass as Philly is. Um, but they're not scared to talk about this stuff. I think mainly because of they walk into this place, which is like a church for body piercing, and they see pictures on the. You know, you walk into some septum tusks that are in a display case of like old traditional body piercing, like ancient body body jewelry and stuff like that. So you get this feel right when you're walking in that, hey, we're walking into the jungle, and uh, what's your instinct? You know, I think that helps with it. And uh, so the mix of piercings, I don't think, you know, obviously they're not seen on Instagram, which is the biggest platform, I think, for piercing right now. And I don't think they're looking at Tumblr. And most of the stuff that goes on Tumblr, because it has to go on Tumblr, just goes to jerk-off sites, which is why I don't really post that stuff anymore, because um, that's unfortunate. So I think it's just instincts, which I'm really excited about, because everything I'm wearing in my face is because of instincts. And I love, I love that, I love that 
feel of piercing, even though, you know, I definitely post a lot of gold pictures and stuff like that. That stuff looks nice. Um, and it makes money too. But like what I love about piercing is, you know, the random, I need a fucking hole in this part of my body. Oh, and then you fucking shove it through, put a porcupine quill through it. You know, it's so it's, that's where like my heart is with body piercing, even though it might not look like it or it might not sound like it. that's my heart. Do you feel like the, the, the gold era of body piercing, I don't know if there's another way to, to, to term it, but you know, like the era that we're in right now, do you feel like that's a bubble that will eventually burst and will go <clears> back <throat> to like, you know, the nineties, two thousands when everybody's wearing, you know, steel or titanium or they're wearing spikes or they're, they're going back to like big stretched, chunky septum piercing, stuff like that. Like, do you feel like the delicate era of body piercing is here to stay or, you know, it's just part of fashion now. It's just part of pop culture. Or do you feel like it's a bubble? It's going to, I don't think it's a bubble. Well, I don't think it's a bubble in that it's going to pop. I think it's going to, it's going to be like a balloon where it slowly deflates a little bit, but it's still going to hang out by the ceiling. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't want it to go away. I like, pretty jewelry a lot it's so beautiful i when i see someone's like special rings you know like i all the time stop someone like damn your wedding is that your engagement ring wedding ring let me see that or your necklace or this or that just because i like jewelry design i wish i i need to get some more books and just look through it for fun anyways it could be like a comic book but um so i hope it doesn't go away um and i don't think it will because when i started at infinite in 2007 almost every nostril we did was gold but that was because gold prices were also so cheap. Those, those gold nostril screws, you know, so all of it was gold. They were 30 to $40, you know? Mm. So we were doing that forever. And then when gold prices jumped up and the recession hit, everybody, like, you know, things moved away a little bit. And then as pin-ins came out from different companies, I think that's when we started, you know, the gold delicate pieces started going crazy. I, so I think it's going to be like, Music is going to be around. That might be, I don't know if people call it like technical metal. That That's going to be the technical metal. And then doom metal is going to be there. And then death metal is always going to be around, you know. Right. And then there will always be punk rock. So you'll get your big septums with chunky jewelry and stuff. And then you're going to get your everything. So it's just going to, it's just not going to be as huge. But it will still be there. And I hope it is there. But in the meantime, I mean, are you like... I believe we're all killing it with nipple piercings all the time. And that's been, for me, it's been a phase since I feel like I started at infinite. It's like, cool. Multiple times a day, shirt off both nipples. Boom. Kill it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been really big for me too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's not going to fade away, you know, and no, no, and I hope not too. And not because, you know, nipples or anything like that, but no, you're like, you know you're you've got an obstacle in front of you and you're going to take your fucking shirt off and you're going to fucking take care of it and you're going to feel like a badass and super proud of your nipples forever after that you know <laughs> I, I i think nipple piercings are one of my favorites because you do have that kind of like I don't know, intimate connection. You know, it's not, it's definitely not a sexual connection. It's just an intimate no. connection where someone is, they're, they're putting their trust in you. Um, you know, they're, they're doing something like, you know, partially disrobing and, and, you know, they're, they're getting something pierced that's normally, you know, you know, very much theirs. And they're kind of like sharing it for that minute. You're doing the piercing uh, and kind of accentuating it. And I just, I really like those interactions with people because they're just so much more personal, you know, and I, they are. I really hope 
that genital piercings start to kind of follow that trend a little bit too, that people start thinking about what body piercings can do for them, you know, not not just as something to show off, but as something right. to be like functional and, and something to like, you know, maybe make their lives a little bit better or more, more fun, uh, you know, and I, I also love gold jewelry, you know, not just for being able to pay my bills, but, you know, just for, for looking at it and like just my own personal taste, you know, I went from wearing all like, junk black plated jewelry for years and years and years <laughs> as like a post goth kid to like you yeah know, now i'm just covered in, in rose gold and diamonds but um you know i still have that that piercing connection you know and i think that's the really the important part for me is um as people get it because they love the way it looks i don't want them to lose the the fact of, of you know how it how it feels and how it changes them oh yeah i mean and i, I mean Gold is it's more versatile because you can make it by hand, you know, so you get to have these delicate things that you can't really do with titanium. Some people are now doing some of the beadwork with niobium and titanium, which is fucking awesome for budgets and stuff like that. But you get to do so many different things. There's certain stones you can't set in titanium that might crack. And also the weight of it, it feels fucking good, you know, right, like right. just having that weight, like a gold chain versus like a, a brass chain, like that weight to it's just epic. I just got to double zero gauge white gold septum piece made and oh god i i put it in my nose and i took out the titanium plug that i was wearing and it's maybe a little too heavy but fuck you know it's awesome it, it feels good you know it, it helps you justify like okay well this feels like it's worth that much money you know just right. it's heavy but i don't know it feels so you know it's softer physically um that makes sense but it feels softer too you know it looks softer on the body it picks up the luster of the skin tone um, it's not as machine-like. It's not, you know, when I changed my face to gold from titanium back in the day, or from steel back in the day, like I was nervous about looking too flashy because I already had people staring at my mouth when I talked to them or staring at other parts of my body when I talked to them. But when I put it all in, it toned everything down. So now it's just a part of me, which is what I, which what is what it was anyways. But now people don't talk to my face, you know, to parts of my face. They talk to my eyes like a normal human, which is awesome, you know. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think the, the right set of jewelry is super important because, uh, you know, I've seen people where they've had a, a set of jewelry kind of picked out for them or they've been kind of steered a certain way and, you know, they've gotten like all white gold or something, you know, but it, that wasn't the right tone for them, you know, and then right. they, they say, well, I, I'm not in love with it. Maybe I'll try something else. And then they switch over to rose gold or they switch to something that's a little bit more on the plain side, subdued, less gemstones and more just raw gold, you know, right. kind of tone. Metal and, work. Yeah. Bead right. work and mill grain and uh, yeah, texture, and it just makes you know, everything pop for them. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to throw out a quick fuck you to anyone who does anything for a shameless fucking sale. Fuck yeah, you. Fuck yeah. you for picking something that's too big for their body part or fuck you for doing impractical piercings. There's there's definitely that stuff and I think that people can see that hopefully they can start to see that as a little bit more of an obvious thing you want to avoid. But also the thing that drives me bananas is when someone just kind of like – they enforce their own agenda or their own style onto their clients. You know, every piercer, like, yeah. you know, they've got their thing. You know, I like to do double traguses. I suggest those all the time, you know, but I'm not trying to, like, force people to get it when they just want a single, you know, it's or, or jewelry. It's not like, you know, oh, no, you need this one, but I like this one. Yeah, but you should get this one. You know, it's like, 
a really hard lesson I learned was when um, uh, CJ Maxwell was in my studio. She was out for a couple of days helping me redo my jewelry displays, and a client came in and they said, you know, oh, I want this one. I really like it. And and I was like, well, you know, I don't I don't think that would look great on you. I think this one. And they were like, oh, really? Well, okay. <laughs> and then they went with it, and then CJ like chewed me out, you know. And and she was like, you know, you can't you can't take away someone's enthusiasm. You let them get as long as they can wear it comfortably and it's the right size. You know, all those things. Um, they need to pick out their own pieces, you know, and that's a lesson that I that I really keep in the back of my mind now when I talk to people is it's not about what I like or what I want to sell, you know, if it's not the right piece for them. Certainly I'll give them my opinion and it's like, oh, I really don't think that that's the right fit. Maybe let's go a half size smaller or something, you know, like something like that, sure, but I'm yeah. not going to like push them away from something that they obviously like. Right, and so g- guidance is great, but like, yeah, they're they're an individual, you know, and we want to embrace that, and that's what's going to make them the most happy, and that's what we w- I want. Our life would be so much better. The whole fucking world would be better if people like weren't so influenced by outside and went with you know instincts that were honed in to be safe and you know great for everyone. Like I don't know, so it's rough because um, last time we talked about you know ways I guide people and styles. Styles are going to go by what's going to be new and cool. Yes, it's guided by the tv and other things like that but it's also guided by us you know i mentioned last time like the opal spikes and stuff luis garcia you say opal spikes luis garcia that he made it popular he likes it you know people saw it on him it looks fucking good he can pull it off and so he's doing good things with it and stuff i don't carry them you know i'm not gonna sell them because i personally don't like them i wouldn't know what to do with them you know it'd be like something it'd be like you know certain clothes don't look right on this on the right person so it's like uh if someone's got like 16 different colors and different styles of jewelry then i try to like tone them back to like hey let's let's think about it as like what are you wearing today if they're wearing wacky crazy clothes you know yes let's make wacky crazy piercings and you know have one of each thing in there but hey it looks like both your shoes match and it looks like you looked in the mirror today (laughs) so let's like think about that because you don't change this every day you're gonna wear this for a long time so you know, hey, if you're going to mix golds, well, I think the rose gold goes with white or yellow. White and yellow by themselves don't really go together. If you want to have white and yellow, maybe we should throw some rose in there as well. If you want blues, let's go blues. If you want multiple colors, what's going to go with blue, you know, or things like that. But but yeah, at, at least like you don't want I don't want to shame them by any means. And I don't want to turn them away uh, to being wacky if they want to be wacky. Um, I'm but, cool with wacky. I mean, wacky but not tacky. You know, is kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. good one. Hashtag. Yeah, wacky but not tacky. That's a bumper uh, sticker. So let me ask you. <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question, like on that subject. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever Have you ever entered Armageddon? No. Have you? No. I, I've. Have you ever been asked to by a client or anybody? Yes. Yeah. I actually have some stuff that. Uh, so the first year it happened, I was like, "There's a girl who." We had been doing, um, working between both her ears over like a year and a half, making really fun fucking industrials that I loved. And, uh, and then Armageddon came up. Um, she saw that really cool graphic <laughs> and uh, she's like, I want in. And I was like, cool. Well, at the time I was only doing healed pictures and stuff. And I was like, we got one fresh, let's wait and let's see where things are at. And then, um, I knew what was going in and I was like, oh, you know, we're not going to enter this or like the timing just didn't work out well. And uh, I think she kind of wanted to win some money or something like that. I don't know. Mm. But anyways, so it's bad modus. But I love the fun industrials like that. I used to like it a little bit more. But uh, yeah. But for, some for of that me, stuff was fucking crazy and ugly. 
I, well, yeah, some of it was like super tacky. Uh, like that like, graphic. Well, well, yeah, but that was like tacky in like a kind of an okay, cool way, sort of like in like a Huck Spaulding, like bad tattoo flash sort of way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, true. Like I, I, I used to really like. I, I prided myself on. Uh, being able to do like really precise things, you know, not like crazy, like, you know, metal balloon animals in somebody's ear, but it was like, you know, if somebody wanted a really well-placed forward helix to conch industrial, like I would want to do that and nail that, you know? And then when Earmageddon came along, I had one or two clients that were really enthusiastic and they were like, Hey, you know, and this is definitely before the era of like a bunch of like microscopic little gold things, you know, it was like chunkier, more technical jewelry. Um, and they would say like, Hey, I want to do this, that, and whatever. And, you know, I, I would look at their ear and I'd be like, well, you know, I think it would look really cool if we just did like, you know, this simple, like one, you know, like a, like a two point piercing, but just like one thing, like perfectly placed. And it's like, that would never win. That would never get a chance because like, there are people that are doing these like eight point crazy, insane things. And, and even just the creativity of it, like when, when someone told me you can do whatever you want with my ear you know, I, I have essentially no budget, you know, do what you want. I, I took pictures of their ear and I sat there for like a week or two drawing different things on it and everything. And I was like, I honestly do not have it, whatever it takes to do it. You know, whatever Rob Hill has, whatever uh, Luis has, you know, what, whatever Kale has, the, the people that can do those really cool things, you know, AJ and a bunch of others, like, I don't have that, you know, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to force my like in uh impression of them doing that on someone's right I, w- I would love to do something cr- like really cool and technical but i don't i don't think i have that stuff in me right but that's when you see the ones that are like that become instant classics when it's like what you're describing a, just something well placed that looks practical it looks like oh yeah that's that could be healed or it could be fresh it's going to heal like that either way right um that's where you're like oh damn that's 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 what i'm like Fuck, that's awesome. Yeah. The thing that I was thinking of entering was I had a girl who just had a plain ear to start. She had one industrial on one side. We ended up getting rid of it after we did one whole other ear because there's just a little bit more fun aspects. But it was a doth to double conch. Doth to double conch with one barbell. It came through like um, a squared U and it looked really – it just was two clean lines. And then we ended up doing a forward helix to outer helix. Um, another line, so it's three diagonal lines across her ear. Um, the top one curved a little bit over her scaffa or outer conch, whatever you want to call it. And it was just smooth. It didn't didn't look bananas and stuff, but I loved it because it was just so smooth looking. But then, at the same time, you got Luis um, Garcia, who does it with crazy bent barbells, but it still looks so fucking smooth, you know? Right. Yeah. So that's where it's like, I, if I tried to do that, it would probably look forced. And like you were saying, you know, it'd, it'd be me in booty shorts, blah, blah, blah. It's not, it doesn't look the same as a good pair of booty shorts on someone <laughs> with a bubble butt, you know? So, um, but yeah, definitely kudos to them. But that's also like, know, you know, know your style, work within it. Definitely don't be scared to like go outside of your realm a little bit, but with your own little bit of flair. If they want something that looks like Luis Garcia, go to Luisa Garcia, you know, me and you, I'm sure you have, I know I have, I've traveled cross country multiple times for body art, you know, it's mm-hmm. worth it to me. And if you're, you know, you're just in new England and Luis is just right down there. Hey, you ever want to go to the Philly? Cause that dude will make something banging for your ear, you know, no problem. 
Well, there, there's kind of a point in my career now where I'm, I'm very comfortable with what I have. You know, I don't have the mentality of like, I need every single person out there that wants piercings. I don't, you know, they don't have to all come to me. Right. And, you know, when people come in and they say stuff like that or they hold up pictures and they're like, oh, yeah, I want this and I want that. And I'd be like, oh, you know, that was just done at Black Diamond. You know, you can just you can drive there in an hour and a half, two hours. You know, that was done at Rockstar. That was done at Piercing Emporium. Like, oh, yeah, that was done by Kale at Piercing Emporium. Go there and get pierced by her and tell her I say hi, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I don't. I, I would certainly love to have every single person that wants a Ryan piercing. I, they're more than welcome, you know. But the people that specifically want a somebody else piercing, like we're we're living in an age where you can you can go to somebody else pretty easily, you know, as long as you have the capability of being able to get there. Uh, yeah. Sky's the limit for what you want. Yeah, and patience. There's nothing wrong with patience, you know. Right. Jeez, you know, like, woo. I was. Patient I, I mean, people when I was people definitely know that whole thing of like you know, oh well, I would travel for some you know, famous tattooer. Uh, I, I, you know, piercers have that same kind of thing. Um, I'm about to go to uh, an, an event in Las Vegas, um, somebody's wedding, and it's a really well-known tattooer, and I'm 100% sure I'm not going to know anybody there, and if I, I tell them I don't know anybody there, they're probably going to be offended and be like, oh, that's that's so-and-so, and be like, yeah, well, you know, I'm so-and-so in piercing, and you have <laughs> yeah. no idea who I am. I know. It's so funny. People always ask me that. Blah, blah, blah. You know this person, this person? No. I don't. <laughs> I'm a body piercer. Right. Yeah, it's different. It's very different. Um, I don't know. So, uh, but before I get too distracted by just, you know, your your charm, um, so <laughs> some of the other stuff we were talking about last time when we recorded is uh, the way that you see client interaction. And I think you just bring a really good energy to it. So talk a little bit about that, you know, because when you were at Infinite, you know, that's when you really got on a lot of people's radars because so many clients were, you know, leaving these positive reviews and had these pictures with these great big old smiles, you know, and what is it to you that makes a successful client interaction? Liking people. I oh, fucking, I love. That's the missing element for me. No, it's not. It's not. You, a lot of you guys say that and uh, I understand. I mean, I got into piercing, dude, I was, a t I used to be a terrible, hateful human. Uh, I wasn't raised that way. I became that way because of life, you know? And, uh, and then one day everything flipped and uh, I've been vegetarian a really long time and I'm vegetarian because I love animals and I love vegetables so it works out good. And included in those animals are some of the coolest fucking animals that speak languages that I can actually understand which is fucking humans and they're <laughs> awesome. So, you know, you say, you know, you say maybe I think you're a fucking people person even though you might not want to say that to other people. You can interact with people fantastically. Um you don't hate them, you know, otherwise you wouldn't be a piercer. You wouldn't be working on them all day long, you know, because you do hate any... people. I know you don't. I know you don't hate. <laughs> but other people, too. I've heard uh, uh, Danny, uh, Danny from Cold Steel mentioned something about oh, I'm not a people person. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You are whether you want to admit it or not. But anyways, it comes down to I, I love humans in general. I think we're fucking magical. I love all animals. So liking humans is really helpful. Being understanding is really helpful. I think that's what helped me become not a dickhead was just kind of being understanding like hey i'm a dickhead because of this people have been terrible to me for a long time other people who are dickheads are probably the same way you know they either got beat or everyone called them this or they were you know growing up a loser you kind of get to have that perspective when people like you you're like well i still feel like a loser and so we gravitate to other people who would probably feel like a loser as well you know like, me and you could be good friends because we were probably... The body the... piercing industry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that helps a lot. One thing, uh, 
See, I told you I didn't eat, so I'm all bugaboo. But uh, when people oh, wait, ask, did you get your pizza? No, I'm not gonna eat it. I like oh, where no. I'm at. It's like <laughs> I'm lit right now. Lit, lit, lit. lit. Um, but yeah, people ask me, "Hey, how'd you become a body piercer?" I was like, "Being a fucked up kid, you know. That's right. where most of us are at." I mean, that's the, any, the magic sauce. I know. I think it is. It definitely is. Fucked up childhood, not knowing who you are, and uh, taking it out on your body. <laughs> but um, yeah, liking people. Um, not being wanting to be one of those completely offensive people, you know, that's some people's goal. I want to be crass, I want to be offensive, and I went through my face too. But now I don't, you know, now I want to actually learn from each person that I meet because it helps me be a better person and it makes my life more fun, you know. Like, I pierced a pole vaulter the other day, I was like, shit, you fucking pole vault? How high can you pole vault? Because I know nothing about it 12 feet. Holy shit, that's it's fun stuff, and I learn about it. And I'm like, maybe I try pole vaulting one day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just the interaction, like actually care enough about them to like listen to you know the things that you can learn from them, and then know that they're there and vulnerable and scared, and you've been there too. So so go there with them, get on the top of the waterfall and fucking jump, and let them know you're gonna jump with them, and we're gonna do this together, and then we can be fucking proud of you together for doing it it's really fun so it's just empowering you know that's what piercing is to me even if it is just vanity for most people i mentioned last time if they don't know what we do each time we do this i don't care because maybe 20 years from now they might have this memory where they're like remember that time i did that that was crazy and i can't believe i did that and i've felt positive afterwards since it because they change they change when they're in that chair because they have to let go or they don't and then they realize from not letting go that Maybe I should let go a little bit, you know, but it's fun, man. I don't know. You don't want to just like walk out my front door and just hug the first person I see. Do that and then walk in front of a train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm all over the place in general. But yeah, that's, that's my life is like love. I love everything until there's a, an extreme reason to not, you know. Um, and then I'm, I'll flip the switch too, like. Don't fuck around. I'm going to love you which, until, until yeah, I need I, to rip my shirt open. And <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't want anybody right, so, to be murdered. So <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Me especially. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's, let's rewind it way back when you were talking about, um, you know, you know how to have a good client interaction with someone because you can kind of see different perspectives, you know, for, for me being able to see a client's perspective is important because for a long time I, I wasn't capable of that. You know, if someone would come in and they'd ask a, what I, what I would think was a dumb question at the time, then it was like me being like piercer Ryan being like, Oh, well it's, it's pronounced Labrette and not Labrette, you know, and it's one of those things where I couldn't switch it off. And now when people come in, you know, they say certain things, you know, maybe they pronounce something the wrong way or they, they ask for something in, in a less than perfect way. You know, I, I don't want to like grind my teeth together anymore. It's one of those things where it's like, cool, you know, like you're excited for something, you know, like maybe I'll just kind of, I'll, I'll correct you real quick and then we'll just kind of go on from there. You're going to be like, oh, you know, like that that's cool. Let, let's do that. You know, I actually call it this thing, but let's do this piercing and let's get you in there and, and let's kind of like keep your enthusiasm rolling. Yeah, exactly. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that too. Like Doth versus Dave. Like, I don't care. You want right. that thing? Yeah, let's do it. Um, Labret, I mean, for me, it's a, it's a made up word. Like it's a made up word. Yeah. It's a made up word. Pronounce it however you want. Yeah, exactly. And it's spelled that way anyway. So who gives a shit, you know? It's still the same piercing and you're still the same person. And if I tell you that you're wrong, it's because I think I'm better than you at this one aspect of life. Cool. You know, like I think most of us relax when we have other things outside of body piercing, you know? We have other things that we're good at and 
we have other facets of life. So like, it's not too big of a stickler for us. It's when you only have body piercing and it's usually the new, I call it like new Christian syndrome is like, right. I'm a new Christian. Let me tell you all about Christ, <laughs> you know? Um, no, I, I know piercing it's not pronounced that way. And I'm not fucking piercing you until you say it that way. And then screw you gauges too. I mean, we all got, had to get used to it with gauges, you know, whatever. Mm. It's silly. It's whatever. Fucking Santa Claus, whatever. <laughs> they can call it whatever they want as long yeah. as they want to pay for it. I don't it. give a shit. Let's make up a new name just for fun. Hashtag it. See if it sticks. I don't care. You know? I'm going to do your banana piercing today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to split your banana. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. It's, those, but those are the things to, for me. Like, those are the little joys in life. You know? Like, my life is built on little joys. There's nothing that makes me fucking happy. There, like, there's no reason that I should be happy. You know? There's, right. I'm, except for I'm married to an awesome fucking woman. Um, that otherwise there's not really that much, you know, I have a handful of really good friends, um, which a lot of people do. I probably have less than most, but you know, so those things make me happy. But on the day to day is little things like that, that I'm like, that was fantastic. Today, it was a girl who said the word, um, project. We were talking about, she's like, Oh, you're doing orders again. I'm like, yeah, you know, I got a plan for three months out. It's so tough to figure out what am I going to need? She's like, yeah, it's tough to project. I'm like, I'm so glad you used that word just now. That made my day. She said project. I learned a word to make myself not sound like an idiot, you know? So little things like that. Yeah, you got to appreciate the little things. Yeah. Uh, Terrible segue. Speaking of other little things, something like a smartphone, because I not talk. Let's not talk about my penis again. (laughs) That's nicknamed the smartphone. (laughs) The little smartphone. (laughs) So you were talking before about like really good ways for piercers to utilize their smartphones. What would be some of your tips and tricks? Because we kind of lost it when I botched your last interview. Yeah. So, um, it came up because you were asking about how do I get people to come back for like one month checkups and this and that downsizes and stuff. Right. And I'm not very good at technology, which I don't think you are either considering our last interview, hey. but just joking. That's my zing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like little things like I know what I use. I use, I have tons of notes on my phone. I press a button. It says, Hey, what do you need? And I'm like, yo, remind me tomorrow to do this. So at the end of our conversation talking about aftercare, stuff like that, Hey, I'd like to do a, one month checkups, see how you're doing, see about when we're going to downsize and stuff. I'm like, do you have a smartphone? Yeah, you have one. Hey Siri, one month checkup, the powers that be cartilage downsize question mark. And then boom, that will pop in a, in a month for them. And then same thing. Like if they're, um, coming in, deciding on, you know, Hey, when should I downsize? Well, here's a picture of what it looks like today up your nose. You do it. I'm going to take the picture on your phone. So that next time I see you, we can look at it compared to this or, if you're having trouble, here's your bump. How big is it? What am I supposed to take a note? No, I'm going to take a picture on your phone. You're going to keep that. When I see you in a couple of weeks, we're going to compare it to the picture I have from your phone, you know? That's and I'll fantastic. do that on their phone too. Like, a, hey, I want a helix piercing. Cool. Well, your ear is really folded and there's no room for a normal helix piercing. Um, let me draw everything that could look good, in my opinion, on your ear, like what it's asking for. We're looking for your bubble butt, you know? Um, and uh, I draw a whole bunch of dots take a picture we decide on what we're doing that day but hey over for the future think about those other dots look at that every once in a while if you're thinking about another piercing because a lot of those go well together so let's just make sure it's kind of cohesive like how you dress um that works really good other things um even back at um infinite when first smartphones first came out um i realized there's like apps that you can take a picture and draw on it so 
you know, everybody would come in with that triple forward helix picture, the black and white, black, black and white picture from Pinterest. And I'd be like, well, that's their ear. Let's take a picture of your ear. And then here we just draw some dots on it. That works really good. And then they can have that picture forever to look at. And hey, if you're looking at anything else on the internet, save a picture of it. Look at your ear versus it. Do you have those angles that match? Do you have that tissue? Do you even have that tissue? You know, can we do that? Would that look good with everything else that you have going on? It helps a lot. The other fun thing that we talked about, um, I think that's all my tips for the smartphone. Um, well, let me let me touch on something really quick because when you when you say all this stuff, like these are all not exactly, but they were all really similar to things I used to do, and now I'm realizing that like I haven't done that stuff in like years at this point. You know, like when when the industry shifted from like I, I think the triple Ford Helix was probably the last trend that I can remember before the the gold explosion. You know, like that was the last trend where a lot of people were focusing on titanium for for me anyhow. Um, and, and now it's like people come in and it's, it's almost always like, you know, Hey, let's look at the, let's look at the jewelry case. Let's look at the jewelry case. And then like we're picking jewelry and then we're finding places to put the jewelry, you know? And I kind of, I'm, I'm starting to get like nostalgic for, for when I would just like take pictures of people's ears and stare and go grab a portfolio and flip through my portfolio and be like, Hey, you know what? Like you have a really good this or that like particular, uh, anatomy or something like that. Let's, let's do this. And I don't, I don't feel like I'm doing that very much lately. But the fun thing is, because um, I don't do the, much of the take a picture with the phone and draw on them. I actually just draw on their ear. It's, I find it's a little bit easier considering you can be a little more precise, which makes them mm -hmm. look a lot better by right. drawing on their ear and taking a picture. So for the looking at the jewelry case aspect, we have um, I keep all my pin backs pressed in this foam from Michaels. It's a quarter inch foam. It's black. And I have like tackle, not tackle box, um, but small parts containers that have squares of that in it. All my ends are pushed into it. So I also have um, pieces I cut out, like not like those um, silicone body parts, like the ear and the penis that some people have in their cases. I just have flattened ears I cut out of the black foam. So, hey, you really like this piece. Or there's a couple pieces that you're looking at and you're liking. Well, we're going to set them aside. We're going to stick them right in this ear. I'm also going to stick them in the spot that we're talking about piercing. And then we can double up things, triple up things, show you where other pieces could go on that ear, even though it doesn't look exactly like your ear. Hey, you know, put, well, that's a good piece for the conch. This would be really good for, you know, your outer conch or your helix and then start adding them there. So it's kind of fun because you're it's a little more practical. They get to see the beautiful jewelry look pretty. You know, you can actually space it how you want to. So I do that a lot and I, I like it a lot. We call it dress up. Um, and people are like, oh, I'm sorry I'm taking up so much time, but we do appointments, and uh, I like that's my interaction, and that's my time to cool down and get to know this client. So I'm like, don't worry about it. We call this dress up. We're playing dress up right now. Let's dress up this little fake ear, hold things up to your ear, see what looks good, see what fits. And that's where I find we get the best looks, you know? That sounds awesome. I think I want to maybe steal a little bit of that idea if you don't that mind. is for the stealing yeah i should awesome. i should cut out a whole bunch and just start mailing them around the country you should but yeah it's really fun it's it's nice i, I all of the people appreciate it they're like oh it's an ear i'm like yep here we'll put that there and then you know sometimes people like say they're trying to decide between three pieces um well is this a put back on the case or is this put in the ear and we'll think about it in a second and then i also have just like normal strips where um if we're talking about um, clusters of piercings, like a few in a row. Then uh, I have like quarter inch by 
two inch strips of the same foam, uh, put two of them together here, hold this up to your ear. Cause again, then they're not touching the jewelry to their ear. They're not even actually touching the jewelry, but they have tangible. Here's one idea. Here's the second idea. Here's the third idea. I don't know. I like, I like making the time for people. Like I definitely don't want to work at a machine shop again. Like I love, and I hate to segue into infinite infinite. It's a beautiful fucking place and definitely made me the human I am. Um, but I, I want to take my time with the clients and, you know, I'd rather pierce 12 people a day than pierce 30 people a day. And I will never go like my top. I'm 22. I'm done. That's it. If I do 22 piercings, I'm not doing anything else unless it's on myself because I deserve it. You know, it sounds like you, you learned that number the hard way. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I went to infinite and, uh, thought I was a good piercer. I had like fi- about five years experience thought I was a good piercer, but then I started doing everything every single day. And I realized that my, um, my, uh, average of piercing, like, you know, I don't, there's a better word for it. I wish it's not project. I wish I knew what it was, but yeah, like the, my numbers weren't as great, you know? So like my septums weren't as great as I thought. My septums were great if I did like one a week, you know, they were fantastic. Mm -hmm. But when I'm doing like two a day, they weren't that great. So, okay, cool. Hone in that. Let's work on that. So at first I like, my main goal was be as solid as possible and let me do a lot of fucking piercings so I can be as solid as possible. I was 26, 27. I had the gumption and uh, could sacrifice the body for it. So I did it and uh, that fucking was awesome. But after about five years of that, I was like, you know what? I'm stopping at 20, maybe 22. 22 mm-hmm. piercings, I'm done. Because I want to connect these people. I'm like, I'm getting tired of going around, going to restaurants and bars. Oh, you pierced me. I'm like, I did? Cool. You know, like I, I want to remember their face. Like I just broke skin with them. I made blood as their blood and it doesn't have to be special to me, but I'm going to fuck it's special to me, you know? So otherwise I, think we'll, of, I could be uh, something else, you know, I think I've noticed a trend where, you know, there, there are certain piercers who are regarded as being, you know, very good, very solid now. And, you know, they, they can remember a time when they weren't very good and very solid. And I think they had that bridge where they had, they had to kind of have that, um, get your bad ones out of the way kind of thing where it's like you got to, to do high repetition of piercings and you got to do something over and over and over again until you could perfect each little thing, you know? And I, I remember Aaron had something like that. Aaron Foster, when he, when he worked for me, um, my studio was at the time it was, it was pretty low volume and I'm, I'm only, you know, what I would consider like mid volume right now. And, um, you know, he was struggling when he was kind of in the the tail of his apprenticeship, you know, because how good can you get if you're only doing three or four piercings in a day, you know? And right. then when he, when he went on to another studio where they, he was doing, you know, 15 or 20 piercings a day, maybe more, you know, he started to get a lot better, a lot faster because he got to start to, to dial things in and, and build that muscle momentum and, and all that stuff. So, um, you know, you might not want to go back to that situation but like you said you know it made you the piercer you are today you know and and I, I think a lot of people really took notice of you when you were in that high volume kind of environment and you got to put out quality work you know maybe you didn't know everyone's first and last names but you know like you you did really solid work and you probably made a lot of people happy yeah and i mean the goal was my like i had an intention and in it was and it was minimal you know be solid do solid piercing don't do crazy shit just fucking do solid helixes. Do nostrils that are perpendicular, you know? Get your septum straight, you know? Stuff like that. So, like, that helps a lot. And that was, like, what I was talking about earlier, like, kick flipping. I could do a kick flip. It's going to take me three tries, and it's probably going to be sloppy. But a kid who's 10 who does 20 kick flips a day is going to kill it with kick flips, you know? 
So same thing. It's like having the mix. And that's why I did the, I only want to guest spot at Supernatural nowadays because I can go there and do the full mix of piercings. And so I can keep up with it. You know, if I don't do a Dido for a long time, it's going to be a struggle for my next Dido, you know? Right. So same thing. You want to, you know, if I don't do it, even, you know, even me, the guy who's touched so many genitals, um, it's, you know, if I don't do it often, it's not going to be as smooth as it could be. Um, so I want to keep up, you know, keep up and keep doing it and stuff. And maybe if I was struggling, I'm going to ask my wife or I'm going to put a needle through myself for all like, hey, let me do this because I flopped twice. Let me pierce your stuff, <laughs> you know, like something like that and not being scared of that, you know. Um, there, there are certain piercings where, you know, I, I would... I would say, you know, if certain piercings are going to walk through the door, you know, uh, date piercing, doth piercing, you know, nostril, nipple, navel, uh, lip piercing, anything like that walks through the door, I'm going to be so comfortable and natural with it where it's just going to be like, yeah, cool. You know, but then there are other still, there are still piercings that come in and like, you know, I've done a handful over my career, um, but I still, every single time I get that, that, you know, anxiety kind of feel, you know, if somebody comes in and they ask for a, a, a bridge piercing, you know, and it's like, I, how often am I doing those? So it's like every time feels like the first time, you know, and it's like that for triangles and it's like that for a bunch of other stuff for me, you know, because I only get the opportunity to do it, you know, a handful of times a year. Yeah. But at the same time, nervous and excited is the same feeling. So it's just perspective on it. Like, you know, bridge comes in tomorrow. I'm fucking stoked. I haven't done a bridge in a while, but I love them, you know? I like to say it's the only one that's the job stopper nowadays, you know, because we like to have something that will like keep you from having a job, basically. Right. But, uh, you know, so like that makes me excited. I haven't done a triangle in a while and it's not going to be as easy as when I was at Infinite and doing one, you know, a week or one every other week. But uh, but I'm going to be, you know, that nervousness is going to be the same as excited and they're nervous anyway. So I'm like, hey, how you feeling? Uh nervous a little bit well nervous and excited is pretty much the same feeling and uh yeah we're gonna do this shit we're gonna jump off that waterfall so there's nothing wrong with us being nervous too whenever i'm like uh being nervous i love it dude i love it it's i'm scared of heights so i like doing things that where i'm really high because it gets me going you know and uh whenever i get down to the piercing i'm like all right so where i'm gonna get lined up i'm gonna feel with the back of the needle and then i'm gonna ask you for a nice deep breath we're gonna go Exhale, relax, right through. And I do that. I do that every time. And I just did it now because that is my breath. I get to calm back down. And all right, time for some fun. You know, I don't know. I like the nervousness. So it's fun. It's like good that. because it it really helps me to to dial in like the precision. No pun intended. You know. So like <laughs> yeah. uh, when like a surface piercing comes in or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. like I love to do really well executed surface piercings because I feel like most people can't or don't do well executed surface piercings now, you know? So when that stuff comes in, uh, I, I don't try to look at it as like a anxiety, like, Oh, I don't want to do this. I look at it as like a, I would, I, I want to do this and I want to yeah. nail this. Yeah, me too. Oh God. I wish I could do a Nate piercing tomorrow, man. It's been a, I feel like I haven't done a Nate piercing in so long, but same thing is like, I used to be so solid at them. Where are they? Come back. Please right. come back. I got They're to do so a awesome. horizontal eyebrow the other day. Nice. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I, I got a picture recently from someone who did a guest spot in Philly, and they're like, hey, check this out. It's a 10-year-old Nate Pearson you did. And I was like, oh, God, it's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you do that? That's what I hope comes back around. Like, So if I have to make like a, like a top list of what I really want to be the next trend, surface piercings. I... I, I want surface anchors to just go away. You know, they've, you know, they, they had their time and let's let they're them gone. die. 
Yeah, they're uh, like MySpace. It's right. there, but they're not happening. Surface piercings are what I would love to do. I know, and they're so practical. I only do them in a few spots. I do nape below the navel horizontal, and I'll do around the eye after like kind of judging the tissue and having them squint and stuff like that. And they work so great. You know, I'm like, hey, I only do them in a few spots, but where I do them, they fucking work for a long time. Like, I can't right. even tell you that they will expire because I don't think they ever will, you know? Right. Um, I'll, just... I'll, I'll throw sternum piercings onto there, too. Like, like okay. they have to, it has to be an anatomy consult first. They have to have some meat there, but I'll, I'll totally do a sternum piercing. That's where um, I would send the sternum piercings to Luis, who was like, you know, a quarter of a block away because I'm like, right. Luis kills it with those and with the sideburns. Um, right. Yeah. So I was like, hey, and then, you know, I'd, I'd be like, hey, um, go down there, tell him I sent you and uh, tell him to text me if uh, I can come down and watch because I know he kills them and I know that they last for 10 years, you know, whereas yeah. mine, I'd have like the one to two, like if it's not going to last three years, I'm not going to call it successful, you know? So yeah. that's another thing with people. Oh, that, no, I saw it heal. Oh, yeah. Or this thing's oh, it's really old. Is it 10 years old? No, it's not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're talking about different things. But, uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I'm a pretty good piercer because I try hard. But I wasn't getting down the sideburns and the sternum piercings to last 10 years, you know. So mm-hmm. I'd send them to him, and then I'd come down and watch because I know he was. And I'm not ashamed to say, hey, let me go watch this fucking magical dude, Luis Garcia, do a sternum piercing that I can't. What are we doing different, you know? something yeah yeah. we're doing something different because his is working really well and meanwhile i'm not just hacking people up making these terrible scars on their chest all the time by oh yeah i can do it i watched him do it last time no i'm gonna watch him do it fucking 20 more times and i'm probably gonna still send it to him you know (laughs) well you know it's just going back to what we were talking about before with the ear stuff you know it's like if you know someone where like it's their jam you know why would why would you try to do it if it's not your jam you know it's like you're not you're not a struggling, starving artist where it's like, you know, that one piercing is going to make or break you. It's like, send them to the person whose jam it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you want it to be your jam, I like that terminology. If you want it to be your jam, then yeah, that's your style. Then start working on it. But if you're not really interested in it anyways, then you're not going to give it your all anyways. And that's why it looks awkward and out of place is because you don't actually like it. You know, just let somebody else do it. Yeah. I mean, not everybody has to do everything, you know, like you can, you can be, you can be well-rounded, but still be picky about like, well, you know, that's not my style. That's not my style. Um, and but you know that that doesn't make make you a weak piercer, in my opinion. I don't think so either. I do think we should all be well-versed in all of the piercings, but the exception is the the you know the subgenres of that. You know, you should be able to do all the cartilage piercings. I think you should be able to do pretty much all the. Um, genital piercings, you should be able to do nipple piercings, you, sh- you should be able to do all the piercings, but when it comes down to complicated stuff that involve a style as well, yeah, let, if it's not your style and you don't want it to be your style, then, you know, give it to somebody who it is their style, you know? All right, I'm going to ask you one more question, then I'm going to cut you loose to go eat your pizza. Okay. Uh, when you say all the cartilage piercings, would you include snug in that? Um, I think you should definitely know when you, yes, I do, 100% okay. yes. Um, because obviously you should know when you should do it and when you shouldn't do it, just like a tragus. I turned down traguses, I turned down dots, you know, I turned down yeah. snugs, you know, it's very rare. I turned down conches, but I've seen situations where, Oh God, I'm so glad you're not asking for a conch. It looks like you've been a boxer for 20 years, you know, <laughs> and, and not a good one, you know? So like, yes, I think you should be able to do, I think you should, as a piercer, you should be able to do everything, whether you choose not to do certain things because of certain reasons. Like I understand when people don't want to do 
genital piercings if they're in an area where they constantly um, are being taken advantage of. No, don't put yourself in that fucking situation. But, you know, say you're in a different area where people are polite and they just want genital piercings because they want genital piercings and not because they want to get off on it, um, on you, you know, then you should be well-versed and be able to do that. Yeah, snug piercings are just that's I don't know what it is about snug piercings. Uh, I you know I have I have I have done some, but I've just never seen a great healing result. You know, like I, I've tried really? so many different. Yeah, I, I just haven't seen great ones. You know, I, I just feel like maybe it's because I'm biased at this point. You know, and I actually feel self conscious when I talk about this. And the reason it's on my mind is because this person came in the other day. Um, they, they were looking for us something, you know, and my other piercer, Evan was, was talking to them about us something and giving them a, a couple different somethings as, as options. And one of them was a snug piercing. And, you know, Evan asked, you know, Oh, you know, what do you think of this ear? You know, what do you think of a snug? And I was like, well, snugs, you know, I'm not crazy. And I realized that it's like, I said my biased opinion and I put it out there. And then that kind of shut off the enthusiasm with the client with Evan and, and, I think he actually did the snug piercing when I after I left, and, uh, and I think it came out great, you know. So it's one of those things where it's like maybe I'll I'll give snug a chance. Well, I'm you know I still like I don't think it l- looks good in most situations, which is where I call Everyone out like, know. hey, you know, it's like we wear shirts that cover our body this way, we wear pants and shorts and shoes because they cover certain body parts, just like tattoos. Tattoos look good when they cover certain body parts, like clothes do. So. You know, my example for the snug is it's just dangling off there. It's almost like a snaggletooth, but without character, you know? (laughs) So it's like, you know, if, you know, you got a nice, you got this smile, awesome eyes, you got this snaggletooth, we call that character and it's cute. But, you know, (laughs) you know, it's like the low nostril when you can tell it was done with a gun in 1979, you know, it's like, ooh, it just, it's on the cusp of the nostril. It looks really barely there. You know, it's not well balanced. It's bad placement, you know? That's that's where I feel a lot of snugs are. If you know you come in with a mountain of a snug and there's room for it, then hell yeah. But before we go, I want to talk about the um, the examples I give sometimes for people. Like, uh, sure. hey, we're looking for your bubble butt because I mentioned it earlier, and people are like, what are you talking about? But uh, just different ways. I like since I was raised religious, uh, the whole Bible's parables basically like ways to get points across. So that was instilled in me, even though I don't really follow that stuff at all. But it's just ways to talk to people, especially when you're bad at English like I am or at communication skills. <laughs> so it's like people are looking for a snug or they're looking for a tragus. Well, your tragus is so small. All right. Well, let's look at your ear. Look at all these big ass spots. Like we're, It's like they make booty shorts all different sizes. They can look good on all different kinds of people. But there's some people they just don't look good on. Like I wear booty shorts. They don't look good on me. So we're looking for a bubble to fill it up, you know. So I like look at their ear and I'm like there's some space there. Let's put some booty shorts on that right there. You know, there's some space there. Let's put some booty shorts on that. And, uh, the youth, I mean, not euphemisms, um, the just examples kind of help a lot. Uh, it's able to relate to your train of thought and what you're like into in life and not necessarily just booty shorts for me, but talking about dogs, it's like, Hey, okay. So we're giving you this piercing. It's going to take at least six months to heal. If I find out that you know, it's like adopting a dog. If I find out that you're not feeding your dog and it's been about a month and it looks really skinny and you come back to me, I might just take your dog and tell you to go hang out with friends who have dogs and enjoy their dogs. And if you're ready later in life, then maybe we can adopt a dog for you again, you know? But uh, I was thinking for you, you should have some wrestling examples, you know? 
because no one is going to understand what I'm talking about. But who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? (laughs) I've talked about Star Trek with clients and they don't have a fucking clue. You should be like, you know, it's like you're on the top ropes and then blah, blah, blah. And then this and that. I don't know. Right. It's it's exactly like reversing a figure four leg lock. Exactly. And now I understand. Oh, okay. Yeah. You (laughs) You should do that shit. I'll totally do that. And then when I get just complete blank stares, I'll just snap a quick picture and send it to you. Please do, because, I mean, it's, it's perfect for icebreakers and stuff like that, you know? Totally. And they'll uh, just think I'm a crazy person. <laughs> which is, yeah, where, which is where I'm at. <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we're body piercers. We're allowed to look like crazy people. I yeah. remember a time when that was, a, uh, that was in, like, the plus column, when you looked like a crazy person when you were a body piercer. I know. I mean, a lot of times people come, part of it is they're excited for this adventure. They're coming out of their comfort zone. They're going to go see these crazy people. You, you know how Vegas is. You get in the elevator and, and the people, the random people that are in the elevator are like, what's going on? And you're like, Oh, you know, it's a convention. Yeah. It's a dental, it's a convention for abused children, you know? (laughs) And they're like, Oh, you're like, it's a body piercing thing. They're like, Oh, like this, these people. And they start making face like gestures with their hands as horns and implants in their head. And you're like, yeah. And And then the next thing they say is, they're all so nice. And we're like, yep, it's true. It's so funny. Kind of have to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, you kind of have to be when you're something that grabs attention, you know? Well, right. no, when, when you grab attention and we get used to people saying stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, can I, let me ask you one question. We already know what it's going to be. What's your mother think? Yeah. <laughs> My mom loves me. Yeah. My mom left me at birth. Oh. <laughs> she knew. <laughs> ending she, on a high note she knew i was a loser she knew <laughs> tried to drown me all right so uh i'm gonna cut you loose to go with your pizza but i think we should do another podcast again in the future i would love to yeah love to i yeah. man your podcast is i've taken so many dumb notes throughout them and then they're nerd. great man they're fucking nerd yeah. i know nerd <laughs> all um, right so for the people out there again where can they find you well, let's all stay sharp, but not be a prick. And you yeah. can find me at the powers that be body piercing in Vancouver, Washington, um, on the web. If you're surfing, you can find us at the powers that be dot me. And on the Instagram, you can find the shop at the powers that be piercing. You can find me personally on Instagram at Kellen Smith works and other platforms as well. Nice. Oh, I forgot talking and held dog. Oh my god, I'm glad for that. Oh. <laughs> what's on your what's on your pizza? Um, jalapenos, broccoli, and veggie burger. Which is why I had your business. Yeah, I'm a sucker for spicy stuff. I hate yeah. sweets, just spicy. Yeah? Yeah. Ice cream boo. Ghost peppers, yay. Yay. Alright, go eat your pizza. Thanks, dude. Uh, I love everybody in the world. I hope you all enjoyed this and uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon, Ryan. You're such a sweetheart. All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. All right, so that was fun. Kellen's got a lot of energy, a lot of charisma, and it was uh, fun to to interview him, even if I had to do it twice. Um, The first time that we talked, I I took some of those pointers that he was mentioning about using your smartphone, and uh, I used them in the studio, and I think uh, it might be kind of beneficial for the future. Someone came in with a bump on their nose, and I took a picture of it and uh, said, you know, contact me in a couple of weeks, send me this picture, and we'll kind of compare what you have now to what you had then, see if there's any difference. And uh, what worked really well for me is 
is someone came in for a genital piercing consultation. They drove from kind of far away. And when they contacted me, it was just um, a, a basic email. Hey, I'd like to come in and talk about something. I said, you can come in on this date. And that's pretty much it. And we left everything else for face to face uh, or face to not face. And uh, when they came in, they specifically said that they wanted something for sexual functionality, something that could uh, maybe uh, increase their, their happiness in their sex life a little bit. And for me, that would be either a, a VCH or a triangle that I'm probably going to um, start with. So uh, we did an anatomy consultation and uh, the person unfortunately wasn't really suited anatomically for either of them. Uh, it's not super often that I have to turn down a VCH, but uh, this person had uh, a rather small hood and um, with what they kind of wanted to go for, they wanted something that was um, very functional. They really wanted to incorporate it into their sex lives, get a little bit forceful with it potentially. So you know, I told them that I, I didn't really feel comfortable offering it for that. And they agreed that, you know, maybe that's not the kind of piercing that they're looking for because they want something a little bit hardier. So uh, what I did was I took some pictures of their anatomy with, again, their phone in a, a few different positions, um, moving the, the outer labia, things like that. And that was what I used originally to kind of talk to them about the physical limitations of what I could do. You know, I said, you can look at this feature and you can see that, you know, you're not really suited to a, you know, you can look at this feature and you're not really suited to B. Um, but what I would do is I would contact these people and I gave them the information for some different people. Um, I'm sending them to uh, Infinite in Philadelphia, which is the studio that Kellen used to work at. Uh, the owner, Jim Weber, is very experienced with genital piercings. The staff members there are very experienced with genital piercings. And I also gave them Elaine Angel's uh, contact info to email. And I said, uh, go ahead and, and contact them, email them, tell them I referred you, and send them these pictures. They'll be helpful. It's what a piercer would want to see to be able to judge anatomy and, and maybe give you some second opinion. So uh, maybe uh, another piercer out there with maybe a little bit more experience with genital piercing can kind of get them something that they'll be happy with. But uh, it was something that I didn't really think that uh, I would be able to do for them and make them as happy as they wanted to be. So. Um, you know, same thing that, that I've talked about for, for weeks on the show. You know, if it's not your strength, you can always refer. But, uh, you know, the more info, the better. So I think it went uh, pretty well. And, and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, they'll, they'll end up with something that will make them happy in the long term. So that's about it for this week. I am just about to leave for UKAPP. I leave in two more days. Um, as this posts, though, I should be just wrapping up with BMXNet and Essen Germany. And when I get home, I can start editing uh, those interviews that I hopefully had time to record at uh, UKAPP and BMXNet. Um, no idea who's going to be on the show next week, so it's a mystery. We'll find out together. I'll see you next week. Don't forget to check out precisionbodyarts.com seminars if you're interested in that Hamilton, Ontario class. And again, it's pretty close to the U.S. border, especially if you live in uh, western New York State. So hope to see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.